0: I want to this, uh, talk to us about what I uh, call determinants of destiny, determinants of destiny, what will actually determine your destiny, I going to talk about that tonight, Father God I just ask that you speak to our heart tonight and help us to, to fully understand and be encouraged by your spirit challenged by your spirit to press onward in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to talk tonight about four determin- what I consider four determinants of destiny. Four things that you really need to look into closely and decide what you're doing about these four things. Because these four things will determine what your destiny is. It's really broad, can't really cover all of it, but it's really important that you know. The first one, the focus you are willing to go after. The focus you are willing to go after. A lot of things vying for your attention. What are you going to go after? The second one is the weakness you are willing to correct. Correct. The willingness, I mean the weakness, you are willing to correct. Every one of us have, uh, you know, you have an area in your life that's not very good. And you know it. And you can do something about it. But are you willing to, 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 to do something to correct it? Because that's going to determine your destiny. It's a weakness, sometimes we accept it. So the, weak, the weakness you are willing to correct is another thing. The third thing is the enemy you are willing to confront. The enemy you are willing to confront. This is very important. Because if you don't confront that enemy, you will stay in your wilderness. You'll never get into your promised land. you got to fight that enemy. So it's very important. And then the fourth one... Is the voice you are willing to trust. The voice you are willing to trust. You can't trust every voice. But there are some voices you, you must trust. That voice, if it is, ultimately, it should be God's voice. But God works through, through men. You got to find that mentor, a man that you can trust, that you can go to, that can mentor you. That can be a father to you. You got to have that person in your life. That voice that you can, you can trust. is very important. So I'm going to go through this tonight by the grace of God. The focus you are willing to go after. Of course, Jesus Christ is the creator of destiny. Every destiny is created by Him. Many people chase after too many things. There's a lot of things that are vying that for our attention. You get everything coming at you. And sometimes people go with what's raining at a particular time. What's up? What everyone is going through? That's what's important for them. They run after it and they are focused on it. And then it changes, they turn around and they're going after it. some of focus you have to determine from God's Word what's truly important to you. What's really important to you? What is it in life that can help you get to your destiny? You have to determine that. And after you determine that, stay with it. A lot of people start, but they never, they never end. They begin to run, but when, when difficulties come, they quit. So you have to decide what thing you are going to focus on in life. So that's one thing you want to go after. The best place to find a thing, something to go after, is in the scriptures. Go after what you find in the scriptures. The scripture tells us everything that we need to know about life. So you have to go after these things in the scripture. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus tells us, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, this is Scripture telling you exactly what's really important. Success, when we talk about prosperity, prosperity actually means success. God, God's will... Is for you to be successful. When we talk about the word prosper, uh, prosper, what we're actually saying is to be successful. God wants you to be successful in every area of your life. God wants you to be successful in your marriage. God wants your finances to be okay. He wants you to be successful. There is no father on earth that doesn't want the best for their children. And here God gives us a formula for success. He said, if you want anything in this life, whatever you want, the way to get it is go after the kingdom of God. Let that be your number one. If that's number one, every other thing will come after you. And you know, I said the other time, I think on Sunday, God, success prosperity, peace, all of those things follow God. Everywhere God goes, they follow. Money, everything goes after God that's good. So you don't want to put that thing ahead of God. You go after God, and those things are coming after God. They are there with you, if you are right there with God. So Jesus gave us a, a, a great formula for success. All I have to do is to go after God. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not just the kingdom of God, the righteousness that's born out of the kingdom of God. Because every good thing goes after righteousness. You can't be righteous and be in want, it's just not possible. Everything in life, that's the way God's made it. So the, your focus, don't get distracted. Stay focus after God. I'm going to get God. Amen. I'm going to expand this kingdom. Everything, my thoughts, my waking thoughts, my, when I go to sleep, my, the last thought, how am I going to help the kingdom of God grow? If you do that, success will follow you. You can never fail going after God. So your destiny depends on the, on the focus you are willing to go after. There are a lot of things vying for our attention. Some people put success ahead of God. They can't go to church because they're too busy. They got to get this money. They got to get fame. But God can give you all of those if you go after him. There are many great men in the time of Peter, James, and John. These were fishermen. I don't know their names today. But those who went after God, we know them. We call our children after them. I see a lot of Peters and a lot of Johns and all, of, all over the world. That's just the truth. That's what we want, right? You want to leave a legacy. When you are gone, you're going, people are willing to call your their children after you. I like that man. You're going to be called John as well. I want you to be just like him. Because they went after God. So that should be our focus in life. Prayer with God given formula do not get answered. Say that again. Prayer with God given formula. When you have when you are praying after something that God is already giving you a formula for success, God doesn't answer it. (laughs) He won't answer it. Because he has already given you the formula. So your thing is to go after, unlock the mystery of this formula that God is giving to you, and let the unlocking of the mystery of this formula drive your success. A lot of people want God to bless them financially, but God has already given you the formula for success, to get money. He is not going to bypass or go around his law just to please you because you're crying. He's not going to do it. So you focus on what God has given to you and you need success. Amen. And you begin to work this formula. You can pray all you want. You can cry all you want. You'll get sympathy from men. But God will also have sympathy on you But He can't do anything. You got His hands tied. Because you are not working on His formula. So when you are praying to God to do something that He's already given you a formula for, you're wasting your time. Don't pray. Just obey. Amen. Obey. If you are willing and obedient... You shall eat of the good of the land. So there is good in the land. You just need to obey. walk that formula and you get it. Focus on that formula. Now, with God, sometimes when you start a thing, God says, oh boy, he started doing this. Is he really serious? Let's see how far he's going to take it. That's the way I believe God is. He said, I put you through the wilderness these 40 years to test you. To see what was in your heart. He said, I made you hunger. I made you to be in hunger so that you will learn. His purpose I caused you to suffer hunger so you learn that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes. He says, I caused you to hunger and I fed you manna. That your fathers didn't know. He came from heaven just to teach you a lesson. It can come from up there. Just go after God. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. And God will make that happen. You see, God has done so much for us. I don't think the church really understands a lot that God don't. God wants to equip the saints for success. And he's done everything to make that happen. It's just the church is not, these children are not listening very much. And if they listen, they don't trust the voice. We're coming to that, amen? They don't trust the voice. They lean on their own understanding. And what everybody else is doing. What's the in thing? That's what they go after. It's more important. They hear there's something happening over there. And everybody goes, whoo? Say, by the time they get there, he's gotten he's gotten cold. Oh well, it's not hot anymore. They run again from that place and they're going back and forth looking for something hard. And God says, Why don't you just walk the formula? I don't need any revival, excuse me. I need to go on with God. You know what it means to be revived? It means you're dying. Right? I'm not dying. People run for revival. I I mean, I want revival, you you know, the the deep sense of going after God. But I don't need somebody to make it happen for me. I want to do it myself, amen? That way I got it. Then I can spread it. I get tired of it, you know, running around. I don't feel like I need to run to this place because, you know, they saw something. That's all experience. The Holy Spirit is not an experience. He's a person. That's where the church is missing it. They're running after experience. Experience will come and go. But the Holy Spirit is a, an exalted being. Amen. And he lives inside of you. Jesus said, I'm going to give him to you. He's going to be with you. Just like I was with you, I'll let him be with you. He'll teach you. he guide you. Go to him. He'll tell you everything you need. He'll give you. He will, he will even tell you things to come. That's the Holy Spirit. Not experience holy spirit that's what we need that's why we are still children today Christians running back and forth and some of them talking about I'm trying to find myself you heard that before I'm still trying to find Yeah, I'm born again filled with the holy ghost and I I speak in tongue but I'm still trying to find myself God have mercy That's that's, that's really ridiculous. How can you have God living inside of you and you're still trying to find yourself? That's identity crisis. Oh boy. But you see, God has given us so much. And there's nothing that you cannot accomplish. You can't lean on your own understanding or trust your own abilities. They come and go. What God gives to you can stay with you all through your life. I'd like to always try to remind you this from the scriptures. Solomon was not born with the wisdom he had. It was given to him after he became a grown man. And that wisdom stayed with him, even when he was not doing well with God, the wisdom was still with him. Because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. And he got that wisdom one night, one faithful night, God gave him that wisdom. And he stayed with him all his life. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I just need to find my night, amen, to see God do something for me. The focus you are willing to go after. What is it? What do you really want out of life? I suggest like the scripture says, go after God. God has given us everything. In Ephesians 4 verse 11 and 2 of it says, And he himself gave some to be apostles. In other words, Jesus went up to heaven, and then he gave some to be apostles, some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints. He wants every child of his to be fully equipped for life. To be successful in life and in ministry. Every one of you has a ministry. Look at what it says. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. You didn't know you have a ministry, did you? You saw Pastor Goodluck has a ministry. That's his ministry. God says, my job is to equip you for what? For your ministry. Amen. So, as a Christian, you know that God has given you a ministry. That's the kingdom of God that Jesus was telling you to go after. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's your ministry. And he gave evangelists, pastors, apostles, all of this to help you get into your ministry. But most Christians, they don't want that. All they want is God bless me. Bless me, bless mine, bless bless just me. Selfish, just me. But you have a ministry. And God has given you everything to help you to be fully equipped. For what he has called you to do. That's why, you know, when you hear me say, uh, God's going to supply our needs. We're going to be hiring, by the grace of God, a full-time uh, uh, music minister. And it's going to cost us a lot. And I'm going to wonder where the money's going to come. No, the money's going to be there. Can I hear an amen? He's going to be there. When he comes here, when, or he or she comes here, uh, it's going to be, that's the best place. I'm well taken care of. Because we will. The church is going to be able to do that. Because this is his ministry. Amen. The Holy Ghost is the number one pastor at the Ark Fellowship. Amen. <laughs> he's the real pastor here. And we honor him. And he's here with us. And if he's here, and I know he is, we will never suffer one. You remember the scripture? That's one of my favorite scriptures. The Lord is my Shepherd, I shall not want it. That's not something to just repeat. That's truth. As long as Jesus is my shepherd, forget want. I'm not looking to the employer or the economy of the United States. I'm looking to my shepherd to take me to that place. The green pastures where I can lie, I can turn, and everything is green. That's the Jesus we serve. And he himself said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. And they know me. And I lead them. They go in and out and they find pasture. That's the truth. That's how God is. That's how faithful God is to his people. I wish us as his people, including me, I wish our God would open our eyes to see how much He cares about us. Our attitude would be so different. Because it's our attitude and the way we relate to Him that's stopping all of this. So instead of looking to Him, we have our focus up there and everything that they are telling us about success, what you need to do, and all of that. Instead of going to God. Because God didn't. Who taught Solomon to be successful? You thought about that? One night. Divinely taught. One night he had everything he needed. For an uncommon success. In life. But I believe God is still the same. God can bring one moment into your life. Your success in life. Is moment. Hour. Day. God can do that. In one moment, it can transform your life. And everything will change. Where it seems like you've been suffering shame, God can turn that into glory. Where men will glorify your Father in heaven on your behalf because they can see His light upon your life. That's the God we serve. And He loves us, dearly. You should never get discouraged. No matter what's going on. Now we're humans. The feelings come. They don't accept them. Stay focused. Amen. Stay focused. Because that's what God is. There are a lot of things that Christians need to know. We have to focus on him. When God gives. Let me put it this way. He's going to equip you. The pastor. The evangelist. The apostle. Will they come to your house? To equip you? Would they come to your house? Uh-uh. Where? The house of God. They look at the people's attitude towards the house of God. That's what is causing us a lot of trouble. Because God sees your attitude. And he sees your focus. It doesn't matter to you. It's when you can. When you can, you give your time. Two things that I think God has revealed to me recently that's causing Christians a lot of trouble financially. And in their success. Two things. The way they handle the Sabbath day, which is the Lord's day for our time. Their attitude towards that day. It's not whether they come or not. It's their attitude towards it. And God sees it. It's your attitude. God doesn't judge according to the flesh. You can be here every Sunday. And he knows what's there. That's not the issue here. It's your attitude towards his day. It's called the Lord's day. And it's not called the Lord's day for nothing. That's what the Bible says. It's called what? The Lord's Day. That doesn't mean you can't do something else, but you better respect that day. He gave you seven. One day is for Him. It used to be Saturday. Now it's Sunday. I feel sorry for Christians who don't have honor for that day. Those who honor me, God said I will honor. And just by honoring that one day in your mind, this is the Lord's Day, this is what I'm going It's not by law. Amen? It's not by law. Again, remember what we are saying. What are you willing to focus on? When you focus on what God tells you in obedience, you eat the good. But if your attitude is, well, it's freedom. You know, I almost said to somebody, God is not an American. Excuse me. (laughs) Because we talk about the freedom. Yeah, God loves freedom. And it's only in God that you can truly find freedom. And this is his word. This is his culture. Amen? And nowhere we are Americans who follow through, but we really need to go after what God is saying. And if what's happening out there contradicts this say, no, I'm not going there. I'm staying with God. That's one thing. How we're handling, and that's what's been coming to me recently, Christians all over the world, not just in the United States, the way they handle the Sabbath day or the Lord's day and their times that's what's causing us a lot of trouble. That's why people are going up and coming down. Up and coming down because of the way. The focus is not there. God's not number one. They say God's number one. Jesus said, why do you draw near me with your lips, but your heart is far from me? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you won't do what I tell you to do? Your focus, the reason is your focus is somewhere else. Something else is more important than God himself. If he is, you will listen. Those who love me will keep my words, Jesus said. They asked Thomas, asked, Why do you want to manifest yourself to, to us and not to the world? He says the world don't keep my word. Uh, Those who keep my word, anyone who loves me, will keep my word. And my Father and I will come and make our dwelling with this person. And we will manifest ourselves to him. Why? Once you have that focus, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God the Father, you are their address. Your address is their address. That's where they live. So you are protected in every way you know I've read testimonies you know uh, John Osteen's daughter she handled I think April handled the bomb that they sent and what's her name? Lisa yeah that's right Lisa and the bomb went off and the nails went all over the place and she was standing there that's why I go with that word can't touch this you know (laughs) you just can't When God is your focus, your life, by and by, is going to be well. No matter what, uh, when it's over, men will see that God was with you. And they will glorify your Father. So that's very important. Hebrews 10.25 says, Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exalting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. The closer we get the more we should assemble in church. See? A lot of people read these scriptures and they're not touched by it. Yeah, God understands. He doesn't. He doesn't understand. You understand. Maybe uh, somebody else will understand. How can you tell somebody who put his son on the cross and you say, you understand? That doesn't make sense. Would you tell Jesus, if you saw him on the cross bleeding, I know you understand. That's going to be hard to tell him. I got to do this stuff, you understand. Why he's dying on the cross. You can't say that, you know that. It's just we're not focused on these things. And so we do whatever we like. That's not saying you can't be out of church on Sunday. No, you just have that attitude. It's God's day. You understand what I'm saying? It's not what you're doing, it's what's in your heart. That's what's driving this thing. It's what's in your heart, not the actual act. Because you can be at home and really you are at church. Because your heart is there. And your spirit is gathered with the people of God. And God knows once that circumstances of you're back in the house. That's the way it is. It's your attitude that's the issue here. What you're focusing on. Tithes. I mean, for us, you know, for me as a pastor, God's taking care of us. But I've got to pound this because that's where the problem is in the church today. The way people handle money with God. And he sees it. You can't hide anything from him. He knows your motives. He knows if you really honor him. And this is one thing that God said you need to honor me with. It's, this is from the beginning, from the very day that God put man on the earth. He made it very clear, don't touch that tree that's mine that's the way he is and if you don't honor that you just down the road and you know god doesn't settle this the last the first you know the end of the week he let go for a while and then one day comes and you don't you don't want to be there when he decides this is the day you don't want to be there and i don't want to get there god is so gracious he sometimes can allow something for years And and you've opened all the doors for demons to come in because draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And if you're doing this, guess what? And there's no vacuum. When God goes out, guess who wants to come in? Those demons want to come in. A lot of, we don't talk about demons anymore in America. Your attitude will bring demons. They may not possess you, but boy, they'll drive your life and make you miserable. There are demons. Believe me, there are demons. And they, are, look, they don't like being outside a man's life. They hate it. It's like walking through dry ground, okay? So once you open the door, and God's not... They come in. Any area, they come in. Your finances, They you say, Oh, oh, wow, we can come in there. This is wonderful. That's the way it is. And, and they are very serious. I mean, they, don't, they live for only this one thing. They don't need to have a dinner or steak. <laughs> they they go after this one thing in a man's life, especially for the Christian. They can't stop you from going to heaven, but they want to make your life miserable here. And I don't want that. Amen? I just want to stay with my father. So that's the first thing. The next thing is the weakness that you are willing to correct. The weakness that you are willing to correct. every one of us has one or more weaknesses you know we have a lot of things that we're weak and we know about those things the greatest disservice you can do to yourself is to make an excuse for it that's the problem it's so easy to say well it's a generational curse you heard that it's a generational curse we are all angry people in our family. He runs down there. That's why I got this. But you recognize it's a weakness, And God will not condemn you unless he sees your heart. You don't like what's going on and you're trying to do what you need to do. Because He's going to cause a problem for your destiny. What about your Bible reading? Is there a witness there? What about your prayer life? Is there a weakness there? What about sharing the faith? Do you have a witness? Many Christians don't even recognize that we have a commandment upon our lives to go. They don't even think about it. They don't even... Most Christians don't even think... We are responsible for winning souls. They they think he's to go to church on Sunday. And some think he's also part to shake the pastor's hand. There's There's a commandment on your life. To win souls. And if you don't have a desire for it. You got a weakness. Jesus said go. And in the New Testament they went everywhere. We don't consider that weakness. But let me tell you something. These are the things. That dull the favor of God. The glitter of God's favor over your life. These are the things that will dull them. That favor. Your prayer life. Your Bible study. These things are very important. Church attendants have talked about those things. These things are so important. And if it doesn't bother you, you have a weakness. You can correct it. You can correct it. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Those little things that you ignore. Those are the things that the enemy take hold on to and they make a stronghold out of it. And it's eating your, it's eating your life and you're not, you're not even aware of something that's destroying everything that you're trying to do. And you're wondering why you can't make progress. And you're looking at all the big sins and that's not where he's at. Because you're trying to correct those. But those little things, that's what's causing the problem. It's the little foxes. No Bible reading. No prayer life. Church attendance. often or on. When you feel like it, those are the things that are causing us problems. You don't even share your faith at all. You're scared. You hear somebody do, saying something against what you know is wrong. You're afraid to speak. Why? Because of your focus. And when this when this thing happens, it, it, we need to understand there's a time that you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm being really frank with you tonight. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. You can be in an office and somebody says something and God says, say something back. But you're too afraid to say, what well, because you want them to like you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You want them to like you. I've decided... <laughs> I don't care if they like me or not. I don't care if they are my enemies when I'm doing what is right. I'm willing to talk to somebody, and I like you to talk to me. My wife does talk to me. <laughs> when I'm wrong, she lets me know. And I appreciate that. But I'm scared to tell her when she's wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But most of the time, she's right, and I'm wrong, okay? (laughs) I have to go home tonight, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But the one who tells you what's wrong is your best friend. The one who confronts you with your weakness, that's your best friend. And says, you need to correct it. They don't hate you. They really care. Because these things are the foxes that are holding your life back. Sometimes when these things happen to you, those little things, you're so dull spiritually. You don't even. You can come to church, and what the pastor said meant it didn't make, it didn't make sense. You get upset. While others are saying, "Wow, I got a lot out of it," you're saying, w- "Were we in the same service? <laughs> what did you hear that I didn't hear? I didn't get anything out of that." You're right, you didn't. Because you got so many filters, you know, that he has to go through. It didn't get to you. That's what's happening in the body of Christ and it's sad. It's really sad. Because people don't focus on what God is saying. If you have well prayed up before you come to service, your your receivers are way up there. You see, God's always speaking. God's always God cannot stop speaking. He's actually speaking in a man, to a man in Korea right now. He said, Pastor, did you get a revelation? No. Because God's always speaking to His children all over the world. Constantly speaking. He doesn't quit speaking. While you're sleeping, He's speaking to somebody. And if God's not speaking to you, you better check your hearing. Something is wrong. God something is wrong. God's always speaking. Because He loves us dearly. So we need to we need to try to correct those things. There are there are little things. Some things people get bitter bitterness can destroy your destiny. It's not the big things. it's these little things. The bitterness. Pastor, you don't understand what they did to me.
1: I can never.
0: Well, you're hurting yourself more than you're hurting them. You need to let go. You need to find your place of peace and enter into Jesus' rest. You need to let go. These are the little things that cause a lot of problems in, in the weakness that we need. Because believe me, bitterness can become a weakness. Everybody that offends you before long, you're already bitter. So now you got so many enemies and people you don't like to see. You're happy until they show up in church. Oh, gosh. Especially when they raise their hands up to praise God. Oh, boy. Everybody else can raise their hands. Not them. You're mad. And you call them all kinds of names in your heart. And you're not worshiping God. They're worshiping. Who's having the real problem? They have their hands, they're enjoying yourself, and you're dying when you are bitter, angry. We just need to let go of all of these things. We need to correct these things. There are impatience. That's one thing. Ingratitude. These are things that we need to... Unforgiveness, a critical spirit, a mouth that's always negative. Have you seen people talk, Christians... You just want to go take a bath when they're through talking. I mean, they're so negative. You came in happy. By the time you leave, uh, you're so sad. Nothing, everything is like the world is so dark. How can Jesus be in your life and everything is so dark? That's because you've talked yourself into that situation. We can change that. When you identify it and you are willing, notice what God says. If you are willing and obedient, most of the time when you are willing, obedience follows. You can obey if you're used to being obedient without being willing. But it's hard to do the other way. <laughs> Once you're willing, you are obedient. It, comes, it follows that naturally. So God expects us to do that. So be, just to be willing to correct these things. God, I know I have an, a problem with this. Can you help me? That's why I love the Holy Spirit. Amen? Jesus called him the helper. He says, I helped you while I was here with you. I worked with you. I met your needs. I took care of you. Even helped them to pay their taxes. you remember that? They say, Do you pay taxes? Jesus said, Okay, Peter, take your hook. Go get some fish. You find a coin, pay for our taxes. you remember that? Jesus is the same yesterday Today and forever. he helped help me pay my taxes. he helped help you pay your taxes. He's going to take care of us. But we need to follow through with his word. Once you are willing, God's already there. And when you combine the willingness, which is the natural, and you combine the presence of God, which is the supernatural, the natural with the super, they combine for supernatural results. Amen? Something supernatural is going to take place. Sometimes we are so supernatural in our mind, we forget we need to do certain things in the natural. And that just correcting these weaknesses. Notice what I said. Correct them. Do what it takes. Cry out to God. God, I can't help. Could you help me? When you cry out, the Holy Spirit begins to come in. If he's genuine, and then he empowers you. Remember what the scripture says. It's not by power. It's not by mind but by my spirit. That's what it is. God will empower you to do what it is. All he needs is for you to be willing. And he, he begins to put the guidelines on how to get this and help you to the place where you need to be. Every one of us like that. And God's always faithful because he loves us. Amen? So you got to be willing. Todd, hey, I don't, I'm running out of time. <laughs> Okay. I run out of time. I got to stop. <laughs> it's already 8.30. Okay. We're going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to continue with this. Uh we'll be talking about the enemy you are willing to confront and the very last one is so important the voice you are willing to trust the voice you are willing to trust is so so important uh, we have a lot of trouble you have to you have to understand how these things work there are some people that I can listen to and they impact my life and if you really work with them it's so it's so important it's so, so important. Let me just put that, this out to you. You know that Judas and John had the same mentor. Jesus himself. Judas didn't trust what Jesus had to say. He didn't respect him. never honored him. He lost his destiny. He lost it. And John loved Jesus, honored him. In in Revelation, and theologians now call John the Divine. Have you heard that? John the Divine? When you read his book, Revelation, he gained everything. He got everything because of the voice he chose to honor. It was a choice matter. It was a choice matter. It's not who you are with. Or how anointed the person is. You can eat breakfast with them every day. If you don't honor their words, their voice, mm, there's not going to be a change. Nothing will happen to you. You'll be there sitting there year after year. You stay the same. Nothing's going to happen. So it's so important. You see ministers, you listen to them, something happens. After that, you listen to them. They can say all they want to say, He just goes right by, because you don't know the voice anymore, and you won't act on it. It won't change your life. I have so much I want to share, but we need to come back to this. It's so important. Uh, you've got to go straight into Scripture showing you that when you come into God's house and you, you hear the words, if the preacher is speaking and if he's inspired by God, guess who is teaching you? Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one teaching you. Many times I've come up here I had what I had in my mind I want to say you get up here and I don't know exactly. It's like I'm so smart now. He's just coming. The way I feel. (laughs) But that's the Spirit's teaching. But the church is not really aware that the Spirit of God is really at work. Very intimate with what we're doing. We're just not sitting here just like that the holy spirit is here and if we all recognize that and honor him we won't just be dealing with having an experience but having him who lives forever amen that's who you want tonight amen not an experience not just a word but him who is the real teacher who teaches us every one of us stand up tonight and we're going to pray Come over here, please stand up as we pray. Just come over here so the whole church. Thank you for speaking up, you know, and that's okay. And um, God heard you, Uh, He's here with us. Would you stretch your hands over here? Father, you know the situation and you know what's going on and what everyone is saying. But we trust in your might. We trust in the might of the Holy Spirit. We trust in your ability and your willingness to heal and to make things right. Lord, right now in Jesus' name, I I speak life. I speak life into the situation. Where they are speaking death, I speak life in the name of Jesus. I speak order in a place of confusion right now, in Jesus' name. And I speak, I command everything to come in line with the word of God. And the word of God is life and light. And I want to thank you for answering tonight. We believe you have heard us. We believe you have heard us tonight. And I want to thank you for your faithfulness, oh God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lift your hands up to the Lord tonight and, and receive from him. I like you tonight, as you hear the word, have a little change in your heart. And love a little change in what you want from God. See a great destiny for your own life. See much more than you can imagine for yourself than in God. Tonight and the Holy Spirit is here with us. Please know that you have to understand He is at work. He is the one running this. The Holy Spirit is the one running everything that you're seeing here. He is here, right here, right with us. Not Pastor, the Holy Spirit, the third person with the Godhead, equal with God the Father. He is here today and speaking to us what He is hearing from Jesus and from the Father, and what is revealing to us the things that God is showing him for us and is ours and he's going to make that happen spirit of the living God we honor you tonight we honor you in the name of Jesus we've received words from you spirit of the living God Holy Spirit we honor you tonight we honor you we ask that you speak more to us words that you hear from our master jesus of nazareth and from the father our god we thank you lord holy spirit you are our lord you are the lord of the harvest you are the lord of the ark, the ark fellowship and you are the master the true teacher the helper help us oh god we are your children help us O oh god in our with our weaknesses Help us, O oh God, with our focus and energize our spirit with might so that we might do your will, willing and obedient, so we can eat of the good of the land. I speak peace upon your people tonight in Jesus' name. I speak prosperity upon your people tonight in the name of Jesus. I speak your favor upon your people tonight. In Jesus' name. I speak change tonight upon your people. Radical change. Good change upon your people tonight. In Jesus' name. We give you praise, O God. In the precious name of Jesus. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.